AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Pern. Welcome to Bar Talk. Yeah, yeah. No time for love. It's Amy, baby. Man, we laying back to back, looking our own ways And I'm on top of the cover, stuck in a cold space I ain't see your face in about four days Ain't heard a sound, but tears hitting a pillowcase I might as well not even be here And I ain't turning around, cause I don't even care And that's killing me, that I don't even care about you crying I'm dying to fight fire from evil stare My heart was running out of love, it had to give to you A bottle of the tears, you cried as I was kissing you I can't be dragging this around me, it's killing you to see me face reality instead of facing life with you Ooh, I gotta fly, don't you get it? This love is breaking down around We gotta let it go and let it burn on this ride to the finish I just can't let you rain on it You ain't gonna get it, but I just wanna chill and have fun No feeling like I ain't got nothing, no time for love I'm sorry baby, but I gotta run You know I get around, I can settle down uh. I just wanna chill and have fun No feeling like I ain't got nothing, no time for love That I'd always do you right That I'd never break your heart Well, I lied But I never really meant to I tried to keep the beat alive And to keep our love from dying But we couldn't keep on Pretending that we something that we not So now everything we got gotta go I don't know I told you this is how I used to feel about my ex Now what's happening to you? Now that's low it is what it is, so what else can I do? Maybe let your tears flow and drown yourself in pity. It's a pity that we gotta let it go. But you get there, and sooner than you know, you be drinking me away out your mind. Time after time with your girls, till you're fine. When the pain dissipates, that's the moment that you find him. And that's the day that I regret it. But don't you go forgetting that I'm telling you to never take me back. It's my word, word. I can never keep a girl when I promise to the world. Don't come and tell me that you miss me Cause I can help but make you wanna fall It's an instinct, it's sickening, I know But I can't be clearer than crystal Or should I slow it up for you, maybe dumb it down I just wanna chill and have fun No feelings now, I ain't got nothing, no time for love I'm sorry baby, but I gotta run, you know I get around I can settle down, I just wanna chill and have fun Just not in love with me, baby I hate to make you cry I'm not that kind of guy But I gotta go, baby Just let me go, baby I just wanna chill and have fun But this night I ain't got nothing No time for love Sorry, baby, but I gotta run You know I get around Hello Sexy, you are listening to Bar Talk on AMR.
Can I hit you in the morning? Baby girl, I swear You know I got my hands tied up at work I ain't walking that plank You call me after midnight What the hell you think? Send me your location I won't take long I still owe you that drink Yeah When I push you, pull me through When you fall, I catch it too Especially when you do them things you do And I can't stop the feels on you All the fire that burns for you And I'm gonna give it all to you Better believe it when I say I I wanna go round two It's not too late Cause you know I've been waiting for this Hugging and loving today So tell me are you ready now? Stop with all these games Soon as I put my love on you Forever you stay When I push you pull me through When you fall I catch it too Especially when you do them things you do Permission to make a way, girl, I follow through I'm gonna give it all to you Better believe it when I say I I wanna go round two, go round two They don't do it like you, do it like you So can we circle back one more time, circle back one more time The way we grew, way we grew How we stick Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a new bastard of a year. Folks, welcome to the first episode for 2021 of the Bar Talk podcast. Right here, wherever you get your podcasts are on the AMR airwaves. Oh, I'm uh, so keen this week because I'm welcoming back a previous guest host. And uh, we've got some absolutely awesome tracks that have come out in the last couple of months 
sort of, uh, you know, we've, as of recording, this is actually at the end of 2020. So don't, don't, you know, don't give us the give us the thumb, so to speak. But I do hope you are are excited because I've got Michael from the Redline Podcast here to guest co-host this week. Michael, uh, hello, are you there? Are you receiving? I am receiving you loud and clear. It's good to be back. Yes, uh, it is. It is so much fun to have you back again for another episode. Uh, and I mean, how are you feeling? Because you you've just come off a pretty hectic holiday period, so I hear. Well, that's the thing. Usually around this time of year, I'm some godforsaken war zone with snow and negative forty and and guns and whatnot. But now I'm in. You know, this is my first Australian summer in in six years. So I'm slowly dying. I am uh, sunburnt. I'm hot. I'm sweaty, and I think I've consumed all the MU export left in this state. Uh, it's been uh, pretty awful. It's been pretty awful trying to deal with the heat again. See, EMU is a Western Australian beer. Is that right? Yes, it is. It's is a it? West Australian beer. It's uh, the the good thing is it tastes the same if it's if it's hot or cold because it tastes awful either way. <laughs> Fair enough. I was going to say, so I'm not missing out on much then because I've never ever tried EMU beer. No, have you ever thought about melting down the can and then just putting that in a can? Because that's what you're up against. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, so you're you're better off eating or drinking, sorry, the molten aluminium rather than the actual contents of the can itself. Well, that would do less damage to your inside. So yes. Okay, that's fair. All right, tip taken, and I'll keep that in mind next time we're doing alcohol review when I do eventually review the <laughs> emu beer. We'll do a WA special and just have all the terrible <laughs> WA beers. You can pay for my flight over to Perth, and we'll do an episode live in Perth. How does that sound? Look, I put a mortgage on. I put, put a mortgage on my house, and I'll sell one of my kids, and uh, yeah, then we'll, I'll be able to yeah. afford your flight over to Perth. Yeah, you can sell off an illegal, sell off an illegal kidney to the uh, black market. We're done. You know, mine. Yeah, mine are not at a good, good place anyway. I don't think I get much from mine. Oh, I was talking about your kids. That's what you do, isn't it? That's why you breed oh, kids I mean- so you can take their kidneys. Oh, of course, you know, that's why I have a big, you know, my big sack, you know, with that I take the kids down to the store, you know. <laughs> and make sure you keep, it's just got a big, you know, big plastic bag with the written in text, so please keep refrigerated. Yeah, it's just kidney spelt with yeah. just wise. That's the whole thing. Right. I, I, <laughs> yes, something like that. You can't spell, you of- can't spell kidneys without a kid. Ah, yeah. Very, very, very yeah. smart. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There it is. He's cleverer. It is. He's cleverer than me, folks. That's why he's allowed to go to these dangerous places that I'm not. Uh, welcome, though. I don't think clever is the word. I think. <laughs> just <laughs> stupid. Clever is not the word. I think just yeah, stupid very and, brave. and looking for cheap. Look, I'm just looking for cheap vodka, and unfortunately, I can't. I can't afford. I can't afford a cocktail in King's Cross, so I'm having to resort to Kyrgyzstan. That's what I'm doing here. Oh yes, I'm getting flashbacks already to our previous episode that we did, where you reviewed uh, Kalashnikov vodka. Oh yes, my uh, I, I still have missing fingers and missing memories from that that uh, that bottle of uh, Kalashnikov. It's god awful stuff. <laughs> anyway, I want to welcome to the episode, um, and I want to mention to the two couple of tracks you first came off, uh, and then we can go into talking about them in a sec. But what you did here was catch a fire with Circle Back, and before that, a DL with No Time for Love, featuring Samuri. Um, now I was going to say, Michael, what a what a what a v- absolute diverse set of tracks this week. We've had some absolute pop and funky stuff. Got the heavy tracks coming later. Um, got a bit of nice, really nice low fies. Well, not low fi. I guess sort of low key, um, sort of soul ish songs and a little bit of indie in between this week. It's been a real sort of all over the shop, but in a good way. 
Yeah, it's 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 you know it's perfect for this time of year where you don't know what day of the week it is. So hell, we don't know what genre we're going to be up against. No, no, no. And this is like a bit of stuff that came through this week or the last couple of weeks, I should say. Uh, a bit of stuff that came back through in November and even in October. So we're just mashing it all together for your listening pleasure. I hope you like the fact that I'm slaving away for this. No, oh, this is, you know I can tell you've been working very hard at this one. Um, you haven't. There's no Swedish death metal. <laughs> there's no 14th century Mongolian loot. I mean, you missed a few, but you know we'll, we'll I'll let you off on this one. Well, I didn't think S- Sweden was included as part of Australia, New Zealand, or the Pacific Islands. So you know, hey, is, I, I didn't that- think we were included in Eurovision. I don't think we were included in Eurovision either. But you know, <laughs> hell, we're in there somewhere. <laughs> so you reckon we should include them just because we're in Eurovision? Oh yeah, perfect. If it goes one way, it should go the other. <laughs> It's all give with you guys. It's no take, you know. <laughs> you got to give. I think there's, enough, there's enough Australia. There's enough Australians in Europe. You know, hell, we'll just you know might as well be part of it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Now, so uh, yeah, so as I said before, I've come off some absolute adverse tracks this week, and the first two really were in that R and B vein, and also like almost reggae. Reggaetron vein as well. Um, the first track, it is um, DL. He's from Melbourne, actually, so a bit of local represent in this one. And he's teamed up with. Uh, she's actually from the US, but we'll play. So you know, I'm talking about not paying any foreign stuff, but she's only a feature artist, uh, Michael. So we can let this one pass. But Sammy's from the US, and they've teamed up together to put out this really cool sort of hip hop R and B track, "No Time for Love." Uh, it was very. Now, what were you? You were sort of comparing it to Jason Derulo and that sort of thing, weren't you? Just go for that real sort well, of that, sex-infused R and B. Well, that and also he calls out the name of the song right at the start, and you know anyone who does that immediately gets Jason Derulo. <laughs> oh yeah, or look, he, he they, just yells out the name. Well, no, see, DL yells out his name at the start. Uh, exactly. Look, if Beethoven started his symphonies with "I am Beethoven," I would compare that to Jason Derulo. I mean, that's his thing. You know, that's, that's what he's trying goes. to do at the start of his fifth. I am Beethoven. 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 Like, is that what he was doing at the start of his fifth? And, they, and then the guy, who, whatever is, you know, sponsor him, goes, Ugh. "Look, Ludwig, I, I like it, but nice and bold." But do you have to say your name at the start all the time? I mean, it's still more logical than Tchaikovsky saying, "You know what? I want cannons. Give me twelve cannons for this <laughs> this thing. We're going to use cannons as instruments." It makes more sense than well, that. that one so was I'll, I'll still pay it out. <laughs> <laughs> there was one, I think it was Hayden. He used to just put in random uh, massive claps with the with the symbols just to wake up people that may have been falling asleep uh, during the symphony. Not really a good so- sign. If- <laughs> Not a good sign if everyone's falling asleep, but still. I think it was supposed to be like the, the quiet part of the symphony. He's like, well, you know what? I'll fuck with them just a bit. <laughs> This is why you know when I when I do a, a you know a geopolitical podcast, I just put air horns in every four minutes, just keep everyone going. Genocide. Yeah, four sixty no scope, folks. On that <laughs> that concentration, the following countries are at war. <laughs> rumble in the jungle in Congo. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wasn't the rumble in the jungle actually in Congo? Like as a side note, I have. I, I, I think it was probably. Um, maybe <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say yes and hope to God no one has any follow up questions for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's just. Like, you're supposed to be the geopolitics expert. Come on. Have you not done yeah, an episode? I, yeah, have you not done an episode on the Congo yet? 
No, I have. I've oh. got an episode coming up on the Congo, okay. Uh, okay. and I have friends. I have friends who work there. And it's an absolute ballistic place. Um, but yeah, I haven't done an episode fully on that one yet. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm guessing it's on your uh, bucket list of places to go. I'm sure. No, no. There, so there is only about four countries in the world I will say no to, uh, and Congo is one of them. Okay. The, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, yeah. Two nuts for me. I'm out. Like that's why we've had to find where I draw the line somewhere. <laughs> when they said, when they said, go to the North Korea of Africa, which is Eritrea, I'm like, yep, cool. Somalia, fine. You know, some godforsaken Russian nuclear wasteland, fine. Congo, no, nah, that's that's too much. I'm going home. You know, <laughs> send a cab. I'm done. Not not doing it. When there's more warlords than there are power lines, it might just be time to think about your decisions. <laughs> Yeah, if you end up in, if you end up in Congo, you've uh, a few things in your life have gone wrong to get you there. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the track. Uh, what I do, I was going to say, we we have no more time to chat about the Congo, but we do have more time to chat about No Time for Love. Um, it was just like it was a very sort of it was in your face, but it was it was a case of like he, the the vocalist owned it like he was he was putting his mark like this is who i am this is what i'm doing you know i'm here's my here's my reasons you know take it or leave it like did you get i got that i got that out of it yeah i got this i got this kind of like um bit of anderson pack mixed with a bit of illy in it like um very confident you know it was right, right there on the beat it was, it was very 2000s like Immediately, every time I, uh, you know, you went to that chorus, I immediately got the Vietnam flashbacks of drinking, you know, vodka cruises in someone's back shed in, in, you know, 2004. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it was, it just took me straight back to the 2000s. And I think that's pretty cool. It's a good vibe. Yeah. No, good stuff, guys. Um, give it, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. After that, though, uh, <clears throat> now I'm always loving when the artists send in the, send in the, uh, the music themselves. The next track was, as we said, Circle Back by Catch a Fire uh, from across the ditch in New Zealand. Uh, sent it themselves. Thank you so much, guys. And I absolutely love when we do get a bit of reggae because it, it doesn't come through every week. But when it does, usually it just it really is really good. And this is absolutely yeah. no exception. Oh, Catch a Fire is always good. They put on. I actually saw them play a few years ago back here over oh. here in Perth. You they lucky. put on a killer show. They're great dudes. Uh, they are as a Kiwi as Kiwi comes. Um, they are as Kiwi as Farlap, Pavlova, and Russell Crowe because you can have him back. <laughs> um, it's like what? So you're saying that you want us to keep them, but they can have everything else? Yeah. I have, look, if we have to trade Russell Crowe for Catch a Fire, that is a deal I'm willing to make. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't blame you on that. <laughs> the best way I can sum up this track, though, it would be like, what if Ocean Alley took Valium is the best way I can sum up this track. It's got that, like, really kind of laid back, chill vibe that Ocean Alley has, but without having, you know, that, that big oof in it, which has got that regular laid back feel. So, yeah, like, super good track. Easily one of the best ones this week. Oh, it's just, they, it was just, a, this is a ready for summer track. No, absolutely. Yeah. It is actually the first single since their um, last album they put out in 2018 called Legacy. Um, and that they've, they did really well with that. That um, did really well worldwide all over the place. So, it's really good to see them come back after a while, quite a while, really, um, coming out of coronavirus with this, with this uh, what is an awesome track. So, uh, good stuff, guys. Keen to hear more of the new, whatever the next release is going to be. Uh, hopefully, it's going to come come through on as part of a new release or a new album, maybe. So, fingers crossed. 
Uh, we can only hope that they do. They've got a massive tour, actually. I'll, to, I'll say that they're playing all over New Zealand. They have been, sorry. Um, they've still got a few dates going all the way to March. So, check out their socials. And if you're around wherever they're playing, definitely go go see them because, as Michael is, is attesting, it's definitely worth it. Look, if you if you can't make it to a Catch a Fire show, just put three pineapple lumps in a bottle of LMP, shake it six times, and Catch a Fire will appear somewhere. That's a uh, you know <laughs> there is New Zealand as New Zealand gums. <laughs> sounds about sounds sounds pretty descriptive. Like I'm getting a very good description from that. So I do, I, I'm I like that. I like it. Um, this week though, I did have the absolute pleasure of chatting to Simon from Paradise Rifle Birds, a great Queensland band who have recently put out their new album, which is called Victorian Evening, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. Yes, I'm absolutely right. I just read that off the top of my head. It was all memory. Michael, how about that? I can barely remember where I am, so I'm very impressed. <laughs> but, yeah, Victorian Evening was the name of their, their recent album they put out. It was oh, about a month and a half ago now. But uh, we did have a lovely chat going into depth about the making of it and what the different influences are and the different bits and pieces that go together towards making that album. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to hearing that again. So, um, yeah, we'll go, that's going to be coming up real soon. We'll be playing one of his songs off the one of their songs off the album called Cannon in the Yard. But before that, we've got another track for you, um, Stuck Out uh, by Mindless, uh, featuring from yours truly, the band yours truly, uh, Michaela. Now, let me bring up the info on this one. Yeah, these boys seem to be absolutely killing it. I was going to say you would have heard a bit of their stuff before, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty big in the pop punk scene. They're doing, they're like, just one of these, you know, those bands that I think just get their mail sent to the tour van uh, because they just sit touring all the time, doing stuff. They're just very busy lads and uh, you can tell, like, they sound tight, even looking at the live stuff, a lot of, a lot of energy there. Definitely uh, one of those bands that's going to be kicking it for a while. Yeah, actually, this is in. Um, this is we're playing this actually because they've just released their new EP, which is called "Lie Through Your Teeth." So definitely give it a spin when you get a chance. It's out now via Grayscale Records. Uh, well, actually, the EP's been out for a few weeks now. But if you haven't streamed it yet or hadn't listened to it, please do. Oh, they actually had a um, recently had their EP launch at Stay Gold. Great venue. Um, been there a few times, and uh, that's such a great venue for punk punk art for punk artists too so yeah i'm sure that went really well oh yeah but looks for this old abo shows so you know i think it's a it's always a good sign um now michaela of course featured on this one and she's from yours truly as i mentioned another great pop band pop punk band that has been doing a lot of great stuff in the in the last um in the last few months, I know we've played one of their tracks on a previous episode, and yeah, I really liked it. So it's good to see artists that you you feature separately starting to cross over and really put out some awesome music. This is our version of a crossover episode, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, not at all. Exactly. When am I going to come on the Redline podcast to talk about the geopolitics of the uh, border dispute between Victoria and New South Wales with the border closure? Come on. Exactly. See, this is this is where the room you. Oh, no, here's here's the plan. I'm going to invite you on and just put you on a really obscure subject. Like, well, obviously, today we're going to be talking about the geopolitics uh, around the Baluchistan oil price. Now, what do you think about the current uh, commodity prices in Baluchistan with the current railroad heading through from Pakistan? Oh yes, well, just throw you Michael, completely in the deep end. 
Oh yes, well, Michael, I, I see that the problem is with the railways. It would run over run over Sir Ushtapan's house, which is a, which is a you know national icon on the TV of Grabashistan. And of course, we wouldn't want that, so we had to put it around there. But then it runs through some cemetery that his great grandfather was buried in. We can't have that either. So it's it's like that the cemetery clan and the uh, house clan are currently uh, going to war over the the positioning of this railway. <laughs> Do you think it's time we crack open everyone's heads and start eating the goo inside? Well, yes, I do, Kent. <laughs> that's a reference off something, but I, I'm trying to remember what that's off. Uh, I think it's off The Simpsons. Okay, of course. Right. You know, I, I, just- I, was, I was born. I was born in the mid '90s, so of course, every every reference I has is early Simpsons. It's it's uh, a. <laughs> isn't it a case of? Isn't it a case of you're not sure where the reference is? Just by default, go The Simpsons because you're very likely oh, yeah. that the, it's it's the case. I think the South Park even did an episode on it. The Simpsons have done it, so you're safe. Yeah, but in my mind, Simpsons haven't done anything past season eleven. But that's a controversial opinion. But uh, yeah, oh, that's season that's, eleven. It's forget all the wars going on in the world. The, when the when the Simpsons got bad is clearly the most con- most contentious issue going around. Oh, of course. You know, you- Baluchistan will have to wait. Simpsons is <laughs> Simpsons needs us. Nice, nice. Let's play. Let's not let's not prattle on any longer. Let's play the songs and um, then ha- enjoy my interview with Simon from the Paradise Rifle Birds. How about it? Sounds like a plan. Take it. Take us out on this one. Why don't you tell us what we're about to listen to, Michael? Uh, so this is audio coming out of your headphones. It usually is. It's sound waves uh, using electricity to make uh, make sounds out of your headphones, but. I would assume we're going to be hearing uh, uh, Cannon in the Yard by Paradise Rival Birds. Or we're going to be hearing, are we going to... And before that. Before that, okay, we're going to be hearing Stuck Out, mindless pop punk, kicking it as always. Mad. Not to be so that you could finally see 
Simon here from the Paradise Riflebirds, and you're listening to AMR. Yeah, folks. Ah, yeah. Take that in, chew it up, and spit it out. Hope you enjoyed that. And that was a ripper track. That was Cannon in the Yard uh, by the Paradise Rifle Birds off their brand new album, Victorian Evening. Absolutely ripper. I hope that got you hyped up because I'm very excited at the moment to have Simon, the main guitarist, and I guess you can call him workhorse of the band. Um, here with me today on the line, all the way up from far north Queensland. So, folks, give him your warmest on-air applause. Oh, sounds good, folks. Yeah, give a warm round of applause to Simon from the Paradise Riflebirds to chat about the new album. Simon, welcome to the show, firstly, and thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Daniel. As you can hear, the people are going wild for you right now, and I'm, I certainly am very happy. Hard to be chatting with you today because I want to say it's a great album. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Um, it was uh, a long uh, journey to get the record done, but um, yeah, we, we were definitely happy with it. Yeah, I was, I was going to say you must be pretty pretty chuffed because this is your this is your debut um, record under the under this 
under this project? Yeah, it's it's the debut record under this this name, and it's our first uh, full length record. Mm. Um, we did put out uh, an EP under the name The Rifle Birds um, when we were based in Brisbane late in uh, the two thousands. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is the first full length record we've done. I was going to say uh, where yeah, at where at which yeah. point did you find Paradise, Simon? Because I mean. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool name, Paradise Rifle Birds. But to go from something just the Rifle Birds to finding your paradise, finding your Garden of Eden per se, and just slotting it in the middle of your name. Um, yeah, the reality was a little more uh, prosaic than that. Um, <laughs> well, we don't let reality get the in the way birds. of a good story, do we, Simon? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, the Paradise Rifle Bird, uh, yeah, it's it's a bird that. Uh, Lives around the rainforest around Brisbane, um, and but the reason we moved the name from the Rifle Birds to the Paradise Rifle Birds is because uh, as you know, the internet music on the internet grew. Um, it turned out that there were four current and former bands with that name, and so that's why uh, uh, we changed the name and added that prefix so that. People that knew the Rifle Birds would know that this was this was still a continuation of that, but yeah, but with the extra prefix in front, yeah, um, just to separate this out from all the other Rifle Birds. There's one in the US, there's one in Scotland, there's one in England, and there's one in Melbourne. So yeah, we had to change that name. Uh, all over the Anglosphere, you should claim all of them. You know, you can do on, yeah. the, on the internet. You're just like, that's me, that's me. You just like just tick yeah, verify just to right. just to bugger around with them in their head. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, because you guys, because you mentioned how you had your EP under the previous name come out, well, good good ten years or so now. So, yeah, ten years ago. That's yeah. that's a good long time between. Well, between what's the, what's the correct term between snacks. As they say, between drinks. Yeah, between drinks. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, I was thinking there's a bar term in there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. been a long time since drinks per se. And uh, what 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 was the reason for I guess waiting this long before coming out, or I guess waiting this long before you got round to putting out the full length release? Um, yeah. Well, um, firstly, um, uh, a couple of us uh, moved away. Um, there were two of us in Melbourne and one in Brisbane. Um, and then, um, John moved to London, I moved to Cairns. Um, but then, yeah, my wife got, um, stage three breast cancer in 2013. Um, she's, um, she's good now. Yeah, um, all clear at the moment, but obviously, um, yeah, for a, for a couple of years there, I was a, a full time carer pretty much. Yeah. So that's pretty uh, hectic yeah, that, though. That was pretty hectic. Yeah. So, yeah. Glad to hear that she's um, glad to hear she, that she's all right though. Yes, yeah. Yes, I was it. just saying glad to hear that she's all right at the moment though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the main thing, and uh, yeah. So she'll be uh, while I'm up here in the working up far north. She she'll be in in Cairns at home, and yeah, with our pet birds and yeah, all pet birds. Uh, before getting back home. I was going to yeah. say how many what what um how many birds do you have? Um, uh, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 purely confidential. Uh, just, not that our, not that our landlord would ever um would ever hear this, but yeah. Uh, what well, birds? Let's say one. 
You're talking, <laughs> talking malarkey. The, yeah, all the others are wild ones. So I don't know where they came from. <laughs> they saw you had bird feet and just, just they just yeah. decided to adopt you. Yeah, it's like it's like some guy that you know. I'm trying. There's a few TV shows where the guy will like there'll be a party and there'll be some random guy, great great crasher, show up, and then you know he'll sleep on the couch, and then before long he just becomes part of the furniture. Like they forget they forget to ask him to leave. It turns out he's not too bad, so you just let him stay. (laughs) Yeah, he works well as the comic (laughs) relief character. That's right. Yeah, washes the dishes occasionally. Yeah, it has decent table manners. Only, only, um, only puts fleas in the food oh, once a week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um good to see. I mean, it's it's good to see that you know it's not just laziness that's that's uh, caused the big break and uh, upset the fans. No, it's good to see that you guys have had very busy lives and that. But coming then back mm. into actually making the record after quite a while. Did you find that yours and the other members' music tastes and creative ideas had evolved in the preceding years? Um, yeah, yeah, they had. Um, I think with the first record, um, you know, there was a strong Tom Waits, sort of Buckley, Jeff Buckley mm. uh, sound. Um, whereas we found that, yeah, by the time we got to this one, the music was uh, more diverse and, and a bit gruffer. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Joel, Joel was singing, sang a couple of songs in the lower register. Um, you know, there's a song on there that's a cappella. It's got no music at all. Um, and the, I guess the denser songs became denser and the, the sparse songs became sparser. Yeah. So what um, you worked on so on the dining the record through. I was going to say you worked on a bit more of the dynamics and sort of knowing where to where less is more and knowing where more is is more per se. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it wasn't really forced; it it just sort of happened that way. So yeah, those the louder songs became even denser, and the, and the quieter songs were really stripped back. And yeah, so when you listen to that record, you'll notice that there's points where it, it almost stops in a sense. Yeah. Um, or picking up again. And that's, you know, a deliberate sequencing thing that we did for this record. Was it um, was it a pretty intense process trying to work out the order of the songs or was it a case of once you'd written them or put them together, you know, oh, this is going to go here or this is going to be a good opener? Um, no, there was, there was a bit of me- messing around. There was a few different um, iterations and uh, John in particular – helps get the sequencing right, and the producer, Lee Carden, as well. Um, so, yeah, I had a very clear um, vision of the order of the songs before we did the record, but then after we did it, um, I found that it didn't work. <laughs> so we had to – we went back and, and, you know, and did uh, at least three or four drafts of different orders, and, you know, I'd listen to them over and over. Um, see if there are any spots where it, you know it sags or you lose concentration. So, yeah, I'm I'm a real nerd about um, song sequencing. Um, I really want the album to flow well, um, but you can put it on at the start of the drive and, and leave it on. Yeah, yeah, no no skipping tracks in this household. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about that that production process because you mentioned your your producer Lee Carden and you recorded with him in Melbourne, and then you also did some Correct. recording in Brisbane. So what I wanted yeah. to know was yeah. was it a pretty concise process or was there some breaks that occurred halfway through the project where you know life intervened and then you had to go let's let's do this at a later date that wasn't specified um no it was it, it was a continuous process in that um you know once we started it kept rolling um and even though I'm in Cairns, um, the head office of my workplace is in Melbourne and most of my family is in Melbourne. So I'd, I'd travel to Melbourne, you know, three or four times a year anyway. And so I, on those trips, I'd, I'd simply uh, tackle on an extra couple of days, um, catch up with Lee, okay, this time we're going to do the bass or this time we're going to do song X, Y and Z. And um, when that was done, I'd say, well, you know, I'll see you in three months and we'll do you know, this other song and we'll do the violins, etc. Mm. Um, so we were kind of on top of on top of how the record was evolving the whole time. Uh, it wasn't a matter of uh, here's a session, there's a session, and then let's see if we can patch this together. Yeah. Uh, there was a sort of a flow to it, even though it, even though it took a long time, even though it was uh, more than a year of actual recording. I was going to say, what yeah. was then the main uh, reason for? Doing the recording in two locations. Uh, that was simply that um, Joel was based in Brisbane. Yeah, or still is based in Brisbane. Um, and and I'd not that there's there anything wrong with that either. <laughs> by the way, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked him, um, you know, where do you want to record your vocals? So um, that was Airlock Studios, which is mm. a, a beautiful location. Uh, it's Ian, Ian Hague from Powderfingers um, Studio. Yeah. And up in the mountains with lovely gum trees and what have you, uh, Constantine Kirsting um, did the recording for that one. Mm. Um, and, yeah, a very easygoing professional presence, so we got it done quite quickly. And, yeah, um, that, was, that, was the, uh, that was the Brisbane session with Joel's vocals. Uh, and at the time, John was based in um, Melbourne, so yeah, yeah, that was a simple reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all the instrumentation was done in Melbourne. Uh, Lee was keen; he'd heard the demos through John, who was already a friend of Lee's, and Lee was was keen to um, do the do the instrumentation, do all the recording. So yeah, big, big, well outfitted studio, nice high ceiling, lots of guitars. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Did a lot of the writing occur separately to each other? Because you're obviously all being based in different locations. Did you end up having to yeah. do a lot of the pre-production and the songwriting stuff in correspondence rather than in person? Yeah. Um, it's mostly done by correspondence, but it, we still get a lot more done when we do catch up in person. Yeah. It's funny how that happens, yeah. Um, so a lot of the music uh, I, I wrote, and so I've got a little setup at home where I can I can make something that resembles a song. <laughs> um, resembles being the key word there, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can get nice sounding guitars, but uh, you know the bass line's basically me playing on a keyboard and yeah, a drum machine. 
Hey, nothing um, wrong with the yeah, old yeah, Casio. That's right. <laughs> Does the job. I've got a I've got a fifteen year old Yamaha SA three, and I just I just um, tune down the uh, keys so that it sounds like a bass sort of. And um, yeah, so you get the idea for the songs from that. Um, I wrote some of the vocals, but also um, both of the vocalists wrote some of the vocals themselves, and uh, you know that that's sort of been the next step in the process. So the music comes first. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, yeah. is it a case with a lot of the songs on the album that I mean, I know some of them are like there's one, there's that one instrumental track that finishes it. And then there is that one you mentioned before that's a cappella. I, I can't remember the name of it. But, um, yeah, but he, he is gone. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The third track on the album. Yeah. But for obviously all the rest, did you find that it was going to always be the, the actual instrumentation that comes first? Or were there some cases where the lyrics came out and you go, oh, I've got to write some music to this? Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's music first, uh, largely for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, and it might be fragments, like, you know, it might be, um, it might be just the uh, music for the verse, and then I have some lyrics for that, or I just think of a hook for that, um, or one of the others thinks of a hook for that. Uh, so it may not be an entire song, but it's more likely to be the pieces, so a verse, and then I th- you might think of a music that can flow on from that, and then the lyrics follow that as well. So, hmm. Yeah, pretty much in every case, the music came first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 fair. Mm-hmm. But I was going to yeah. say, was when you're putting down the, the songs, are you one of those songwriters that can tend to finish an entire track in one sitting, or are you more a case of a put it a bit here, a bit there, let me finish that later on kind of songwriter? Yeah, most, mostly it's yeah, and mostly it takes a long time. Hmm. Um, so. Coming up with, you know, there might be a verse and a verse melody. Um, then thinking of a chorus that might contrast with that melody in a nice way. It might come a month or two months later. And I'll leave them all there. It's almost like, um, you know, pieces of material sitting in the shed. <laughs> you can pull them out. Um, but yeah, it can take months. You yeah. can have a really good sound verse or intro. And you think, oh, that that could go with this other thing, yeah, or you know, something comes to you. Uh, occasionally, a whole song will come. So, um, the whole there's a song on there called "The Haviland Dream State." Yeah, the whole melody for that came. That's the sort of breezy, sort of country slash shoegaze song. Mm. Um, that that all came on one flight on a plane, um, and. But even then, I had the lyrics, I had the lyrical melody, but the original set of lyrics had some terrible metaphor about flying on the back of a pelican or something, because <laughs> uh, it's about flying. Like I, I was like, I'm on a giant pelican flying, so it's it's always good to redraft your lyrics, I find, yeah. Just a little bit, was the but cabin just a little that. too depressurized that day? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they actually injected the cabin with laughing gas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long trip, perhaps. Um, but uh, yeah, the the, the, uh, the lyrical melody and the way that the song flows from start to finish all came on that on that one one sitting. But yeah, usually not. Usually, it's me noodling around um, 
or, or or it's a tune that comes into my head. Sometimes I'll be just yeah, sitting in a park or something, and mm. um, the professional come into my head, and I'll scribble it down as quick as I can before I forget it. Oh, so you've got one that you've got the UK of like you've got the because I know some songwriters do it where they've got their inside pocket instead of you know, like their wallet and their inside pocket. They go pull out notepads like ah, some ideas. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. So you're one of those Always people, I'm it. guessing. Yes, yeah, and I'll, I usually write it in tablature form. So, in my, if you look at my notebook, it'll say, you know, um, uh, milk, bread, zero zero three zero four one, you know, and then they'll have the time signature next to it, and then it'll say, yeah, and then it'll say oranges. <laughs> <laughs> do you then, uh, while you're at the supermarket, the din, do you then read over the yeah. shopping list in the melody you're thinking of? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to get oranges, oh, yeah. milk. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be a snippet. It might be five seconds, you know, but that, that can be the basis for something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, get that, that idea yeah. in your yeah. head and work from there. So, going by that, you say, because, yeah. you know, you say, oh, I do it as tablature. So, can you imagine, mm-hmm. can you actually translate the melody in your head and you know exactly where the pitch is going to be when you write it down? Are you one of those people that can actually visualize it? Straight from your head. Yes, if if it's simple enough. Sometimes I get it wrong. Yeah. Um, in which case, I can usually correct it uh, if I'm close. Um, sometimes I come back to these zeros and threes and play, it and it's, that doesn't sound like him. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't always work. But yeah, but yeah, by and large, I can. I'm, I'm picturing. Uh, I'm, sometimes I'll change the, the the key, but yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll have the basic um, notes there. Mm, mm. Uh, but yeah, I can hear it and then go, oh, yeah, that'll be those notes. Because yeah. here I was thinking you were going to be on this plane. You had your ukulele or whatever in the stowed away in the compartment tray. No. And you're mid flight over no. the way across the Pacific and you wake up and go, shit, there's a melody. Sorry, <laughs> Madam, just suddenly reaching up, grabbing the uke. Sorry about this. I'm just going to play some uh, ideas no. in my head. <laughs> no, no, it was more like, um, yeah, 8730. Zero. <laughs> Three, eight, seven. You know, scribbling it down, the bloke next to me, you know, he's probably reading, I don't know, how to, how to shoot pigs with a semi-automatic rifle or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do I carry a gun on a plane again? Because this guy's fucking annoying. No. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, it's like maybe they should start an airline for musicians, Simon. So uh, you got your, or you get like a ticket, like you pay a bit extra as a musician, and you, go, and you get like the the free, like they the seats are designated as musician seats, and you pull down the table tray instead of just like a food tray, it's a mini MIDI keyboard or whatever, and you could get like headphones and you just start oh, playing away. Terrific! I like this, like like Play, you know, excellent. It's no one can bother you. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Don't steal my idea, Simon. I'm going to write it down. So don't don't use your notepad. I'm going to use use my mental notepad. I'm going to write it down and pitch it to Qantas. Guys, I know you've had a tough year. I know it's been tough, but I got the idea that get back on a, back on your feet. All these touring musicians that need to get out there next year. This is how you're going to coax them in to fly with you. Yeah. Table tray okay, keyboards. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, thanks. Thanks for that idea, Simon. I'll I'll remember to thank you um, no when worries. I hit my first billion sales. <laughs> I think we've got recorded evidence that it was your idea. So <laughs> yes, yeah, why I record this episode, even, even though I've already written it in my notebook. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it would have been embarrassing if I forgot to pl- press record. I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> don't care, don't care about the interview. 
my keyboard no. idea. Just, just my, yeah, my painted it idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I was on this plane and um, it's funny, I, I was reading, you know, when you're on a plane and you just read the in-flight magazine mm. um, and you read things that you wouldn't normally read because there's nothing else to do. Um, so there was an interview with Pete Murray in there and he said, oh, I wrote a, I challenged myself to write a song and yeah, he's flying from somewhere exotic to Lisbon in Portugal or something like that. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do that too from Weeper to Cairns. <laughs> that can be my that can be my challenge. Oh, that's, that's where the dream state started. Yeah. So you're in one of those 32 seater ones with the propellers and everything. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a De Havilland. De Havilland. Yeah. People say, what's De Havilland mean? It's, uh-huh. it's the brand of aeroplane. It's the D, the Dash Eights that fly miners from. Um, Weeper to Cairns, not just miners, miners, healthcare workers, um, scientists like me, and you know, land rights people, and all of that, politicians uh, on these little planes. So you got this really diverse bunch of people um, flying on this plane, and uh, and you, you know, the one back to Cairns, everyone just looks so tired and relieved, and that's what the Avalon <laughs> being said. Yeah, they're weeping to get out of Weeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. doesn't really really uh you know reflect well on your on your town if if you're like everybody's really tired when they leave just look like yeah. they just want to get back to civilization again yeah that's right yeah well I guess to be fair most of them you know have to work pretty hard once they get to Leapy you know they've probably got a you know huge round of meetings and <laughs> negotiations to deal with or they you know they're out on the mines for a couple of weeks so yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, even me, you know, doing something that's enjoyable, um, studying wildlife, you know, I'm still exhausted and ready to get home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the birds out in the wild just aren't the same, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. No, no, not the same as the ones that moved into our house without us asking them. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, um, you're, you're a three-piece with your vocalists, Joel and John, but what I didn't realise was that mm. the fact that they're not the main instrumentalists either. You're the, the main instrumentalist and, and guitarist. But you were mentioning before we, we were chat- when we were chatting before that uh, you do get- There's obviously a lot of instrumentation that you don't actually play that's on the album. So, tell us a bit about mm. how you got to getting all the, the rest of the instrumentation on there because there are a bit of violins, there's a lot of keyboards- um, there's the drums, obviously, and, and everything else that comes along with putting together a record. Yeah, so I, I guess the concept of the Rifle Birds from the beginning um, was that it would be myself, the vocalists, and then whoever we could rope in to play either the shows or do the recordings. So um, the process for that uh, was really helped along this time by by Lee Carden, the producer yeah, in Melbourne, who's got a really broad network of uh, musicians so it meant that not only did he have people that he was friends with or he'd worked with before which meant that they knew you know how things would go but also the right type of musicians to play on the record so that was a huge um, bonus um, and yeah so I'd for the for bass violins French horn um, I either scored, scored up the music and, and sent it to them and they came in and played it or in some places, um, like again, the Havilland Dream State, um, the bass work there is quite busy and melodic. 
Um, and that was basically the basis, Tom Fraser, being given free reign. Um, basically, I said, there's no baseline <laughs> for this song. Um, try some things. And, uh, yeah, and it, and it worked out really well. Um, I was supposed so, to write yeah, the baseline on fun. Tuesday, but I called to go out to Weeper. You'll have to make it up on the, on the fly. Yeah, Good luck. Right. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, I think it's in C. <laughs> um, no, no, I was, I was in the studio for that um, when he was doing that work. So, um, yeah, we talked back and forth. And, yeah. You know, he really colours in between the lines. The guitars are very, uh, um, I mean, deliberately, you know, they're meant to sound like a sort of a haze, a swarm of bees. Mm, and mm. you've got this colourful bass line underneath it. Um, so yeah, so we, we got those people together, uh, Toby Bender on the drums. And, you know, he comes from a, a jazz and, 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 uh, Latin drumming background. But to me, yeah. that's awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, and the drummer and bassist that we played the recent Boostman shows also from, uh, jazz background, um, improvisation background. And so completely, different style of music to what the rife, Paradise Rifle Birds is, but they've got that sort of uh, their flexibility, um, think on their feet, they can read music easily, um, and yeah, to me it gives, gives us um, a different flavour. Um, it sometimes builders alt-rock, but and sure that's you know, at the core, but yeah, there's... Uh, there's something different about yeah using people with that different approach to rhythms, especially. Yeah. And so did you do more than that as well? So yeah. did you find that because of that they were putting they were they were giving input that you may not have or you know giving ideas that you wouldn't even thought oh, of? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah, there sure. any song that you can think of that's on the album that was transformed? I guess from what you originally had in mind. Um, when you went into the studio and, and played around with it? Yeah, there's, there's probably two that I can think of. First is probably the opener mm. on the album, which is called um, This One Goes to Those Who Never Had a Chance to Leave. <laughs> um, Real, very short title. <laughs> a short title, yeah. That was, that was smart, wasn't it? Pretty, a 12-word title, um, the first song. Um, and, yeah, that song, I thought, you know, would just sort of have a fairly um, – straightforward sort of chug to it from start to finish, but ended up with a lot more, a bit more swing, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, originally that wasn't going to be the first song. That was, that was definitely going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, but that work that the rhythm section did um, elevated it to first, yeah, um, just because it's got, um, you know, it starts out um, slow and then it's got a nice um, snappy beat, and it drops yeah. into a nice groove, bass line, yeah. Nice. Um, and there's the song song towards the end called Mystified. Mm. Again, uh, you know, the the drumming, I had some sort of tricky drum machine work I'd done on it, and I pulled a reverse psychology on the drummer and said, I'm pretty sure this isn't actually possible for a human to play, which, of course, is a red rag <laughs> to a bull. And uh, you hear the hear, hear the fills in that song in the chorus. Mm. Um, they're not punched in. They're, they're actually he's actually playing that. Yeah, um, which is remarkable. <laughs> and again, it lifted that song up. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to it. it's a lot of really good rhythms just 
with those those rock ear tracks throughout the album that just um it's just cool to hear that there was a lot of really good good drum work going on in there and it was done by a real real human being yeah yeah that's it <laughs> so <laughs> and you know that's something that's just said we'll continue to look at you know in the next yeah. record is you know try try and really think about different rhythms and that comes from me listening to drum and bass and, mm. you know, bands that a lot of people have forgotten about, Red Snapper, Morphine, things like that, you know, not, not your usual, not not just rock bands, but those uh, those type of groups as well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, on, speaking of, you know, you're talking about like your next record and that, is, is there, has there been a lot of ideas slung between you and the other members about... Like what's what the next album's going to consist of at this point, or are you really just sort of not not sure where it's going to go at this stage? Um, yeah, I've demoed up. Um, I guess uh, I've got an eight track demo um, which I've um, run by Tom, and mm. we've discussed that. Um, lyrically, it's a bit further away. With there's just fragments here and there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's I mean, it's underway. Um, and yeah, I mean, as I'm sure this is a case for a lot of musicians that, uh, you know, you, you're often, your creative headspace is, is ahead of, ahead of where, um, your releases are. <coughs> so, you know, um, for me, um, you know, I'm thinking about that from a creative point of view, but I still need to think about the storytelling for this record and make sure that, uh, I can persuade people to listen to it. So, yeah. It's, I think that push and pull is probably true for a lot of musicians, hey? Yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to touch on, because we're going to play uh, another one of the tracks in a sec. We're going to play um, Goat Paths to Nowhere, which is the second track off the record. And you mentioned mm-hmm. to me before the interview that you're going to be, well, you've recently put out the video for this one? Correct, yes. Yeah, tell That's us a right. bit about that because you're going to have to entice me because I haven't actually viewed it yet. So, you're going to have to entice me and make it sound interesting. <laughs> okay. I think I can do that. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Um, the video uh, includes footage that we've taken um, over the past few years hmm. um, in, uh, in North Queensland, uh, the US, Colombia, United Arab Emirates, <laughs> uh, Canada, and then it's mixed in with um, some uh, a capitalist uh, propaganda video from the 1950s. Oh yes, uh, yes. Oh, one of those are. <laughs> and, do you know a communist? Yeah. Does he wear wads? <laughs> um, no, this is more about the the capitalist dream and how oh. everyone was going to be middle class. Yeah, and. Uh, and uh, there's a bit of a cameo from um, a Republican um, U.S. politician from the 1960s in the middle. Mm. And there's also some uh, ritualized um, couch burning, um, which is something my family does annually. Um, with broken furniture, they, they take it out in a paddock and set it on fire. And Wait, so is this an annual thing? Well. Is this like the, the goat? Like, you know, they yeah. have the Burning Man Fest. Is this where how Burning Man started? Is this- it is. It's their Burning Man. <laughs> is this- or was it there's that festival yeah. where they burn the giant figure of the man in the UK? Yeah. It's a bit like that, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, my little brother, he's, he's, he's very arty. <laughs> uh, he's a painter. And, um, yeah, he ritually burns 
um, old furniture and, and effigies of um, things. So <laughs> it's funny. I've told a few people about it, and I've just got this sort of crickets, you know. It's like, oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it is. It Come is on, very arty, though. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so yeah, there's no performance footage or anything like that. It's uh, we're going for something a bit more interesting than that. And you know, it alludes to it alludes to um, I guess the social contract of, of bringing everybody up um, into the middle class and social security for all. Um, and that's perhaps not quite getting there. Uh, lyrically, it's it's about um, telling someone that they can uh, they can have a better life. Um, they just need to get over their own sort of inertia, because you know, especially if you're poor, the the, the dice are loaded against you a bit. Um, so yeah. So was pretty, it a case? Uh, brief. Was it a case of that the visuals had to sort of match? Or complement per se the the lyrical themes going on. Yes, yeah, and they do, um, and not overtly. It's not like every word has you know an image for it or yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything has a meaning. Like you know the fact that um, you know you, you, late late in the um, video you see the Burj Khalifa, the world's tallest building, mm. um, and. Early in the video, you see the the capitalist propaganda video from the US showing yep. a tall building and lots and lots of traffic. Mm. Um, and it's well, here we go. Here, here's where the the edge of technology is now, and it's in the Arab world. Well, you know, US are fighting each other over, you know, identity politics and you know, um, having a sort of cultural civil war with themselves. And you know, here's the Arab world. Doing this, so yeah, yeah, it's Pretty interesting to think actually because for a good, uh, like for the first 3,000 years of human history, the Middle East had the world's tallest structure, and then it went mm. to Europe, and I think well, in America yeah. and somewhere else, and now it's back to yeah. the Middle East again. Now they're building the tallest buildings, yeah. so that's yeah, it's interesting yeah. to think about that, but it's interesting, yeah. Obviously, I want to mention we're gonna so we're gonna play the track in a sec. Uh, but yeah. tell us, of course, where we can where we can find the music because you <laughs> mentioned before. I mean, I'm, I'm usually I usually always ask, but you know, some people don't don't know where you can actually get the album, so it's important to let everyone know. So uh, please, Simon, tell us where you can find the album, where we can find your socials, um, where we can buy merch if you've got any merch and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So um, the album uh, Victorian Evenings is available on all the digital platforms. There's on Spotify, iTunes, um, all of those. Uh, we don't have um, uh, physical copies um, at this point, but um, if you go to our Facebook page, we'll keep you updated on any of that. Um, I was going to say, if you rip and pirate a copy of your own album. Is it still a pirated copy? <laughs> I so think if, if, if it is, if um, <laughs> it's not official. <laughs> no, because if, if Gladys, yeah. if, if if you know, eighty three year old Gladys from um from Malulabar wants to to listen to yeah. your album and doesn't doesn't know about the Spotted Tunes, um, <clears throat> she wants a physical copy. You're gonna have to. We're gonna have to self pirate. I think. Yeah. And then yeah. burn and then burn the copy later <laughs> as an effigy. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, it's on all the streaming sites. Have you guys got a website and all that? 
Uh, well, we've just got yeah, we've just got the Facebook page yeah. at this point. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, all That's the everything, all the all the yeah, sexy all socials. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, and yeah, the Facebook it has got all the videos and mm. and, and the like on it. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Well, Simon, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for coming on today and uh, taking us through the process of the album and, and all the fun stuff. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us on, Daniel. It's uh, it's good to it's good to have a more expansive chat and not yeah. be uh, you know not like a five minute you know spot. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to talk about it at more length. Yeah, that's what we try and do here. So I hope we can hope we can tickle yeah. that tickle that. Uh, that spot off for you. I'll scratch that itch, so yeah, to speak. Consider it, consider it tickled. Yeah. Simon, <laughs> let's let's take it out to the song. Want to tell people what you're about to listen to and who you are? Um, this is uh, Gate Paths to Nowhere by the Paradise Riflebirds. And, uh, yeah, this song's about um, uh, finding your way to a better life and uh, overcoming your own inertia. Brilliant, here it is. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy, folks. Here it is. It's a fire trap, it's a life trap, it's a money trap, you can sleep forever. It's a work trap, it's a sleep trap, early heart attack, it's the strangest thing that if I. Sleeping on the ground 
It's Michael from the Red Line Podcast, and you're listening to Bar Talk. Folks, how about that? Hello, Michael. Are you there, yep. Michael? I am indeed. I am indeed. I'm just entranced by the uh, how good that Caminara song was. Oh, Rhinus to Michael. Uh, Hello. <laughs> hey. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck somewhere. No, it's all good. Uh, I can I can hear you loud and clear, Michael. Um, you were just awesome. in, you were just entranced. You said. I was entranced by this Caminara song. Do you, so do you want to tell absolutely us? I was going to say, do you want to tell us the the two songs that we just came off of? Awesome, two another two great songs from uh, a couple of good artists. There, we, we just came off uh, "Goats Path to Nowhere," uh, which you know, there's a, lot, a couple of songs about goats on here, which is kind of odd. Uh, and then we just had Caminara "Give It to Me Straight," which is probably my favourite track from this uh, from this playlist you've sent me. I'll stop bleating. 
Come on. Get off your mountain. Bleating. Get off your- Yeah, like a ghost. Uh, get off of course. Your, get, instead of get off your high horse, it's like get off your mountainside. Come on. Because <laughs> oh. you know, a friend of mine who lived in a country town who had his goat stolen from his front lawn while we were watching, uh, we were sitting in his front lawn having a couple of beers and some guy pulled up in a ute, stole his goat and drove off. And uh, there's so many questions about that I, I, I still haven't had answered to this day. <laughs> what? Right when you, like, as you're watching- yeah, literally, we were sitting in, in on his veranda and the he's like sort of, it's a, a bit of a bigger block. It's probably like 10, 10, 15 acres. And the guy just pulls up at the front, leans over the fence, grabs a goat, chucks it in the ute and drives off. It was a, the weirdest crime I'd ever seen. The funniest. <laughs> I was going to say, did he not see? I'm guessing he never got the goat back. No, he never got the goat back. <laughs> that's um, so like that's that's terrible. But at the same time, it's just <laughs> just some random. I mean, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> what do you charge? I mean, do you charge him with? You know, I mean, I think if it's a younger, you charge him with kidnapping. But obviously, I, I don't know what the what the actual charge would be if it wasn't. Ooh, that was that was a oh that was a that was a pot, spicy spicy joke. Yeah, <laughs> there there we go. Yes, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing a comedy tour. I'm going to be doing the Bendigo RSL, and that's about it. <laughs> what about the Gimpy RSL? I thought that's where it was at. Come on, I M- have Mum actually Rock. I have actually drank the oh. Gimpy RSL. Um, yeah, I just yeah, I just really I thought this was the reason why people probably go, "What the hell's Gimpy got to do with it?" No, we were mentioning Gimpy RSL. I just realised before we actually started recording. So everyone's going, <laughs> "What the fuck are you talking about, Michael?" Mate, I, I will not hear disparaging things about the Gimpy RSL. You know, if you're looking for a place to have a beer and do that. look at some lovely pokey machines, <laughs> oh boy, do I have the place for you. It is. Do they have emu on, on tap at the Gimpy RSL? No. Well, I can't. No. <laughs> much, much like the wallpaper, it's letting me down, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Just, you know what? Let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Let's give it- Let's give it to us straight. Caminaro's brand uh, new. This guy, this guy. Hey, hey, that was pretty good, right? Okay, I'll that take was smooth. that. That was this is this is this is why we're paid the aggressively medium bucks. You know, <laughs> this is the big one. <laughs> That's it. That's it. No, um, Caminaro have just come out with this. Well, just I say just. This is like from November. This is one of the ones as as I was saying before. We're revisiting that we sort of missed. No, this is one of those ones, and I'm so glad we reviewed the songs we didn't pay attention to because this was an awesome track. Oh, absolutely phenomenal. And they're Easily from- the, like, um, amazing track. And they're from Perth as well. That's like, was- the only Perth track on this yeah. uh, on this playlist. And it's, it's the cream of the crop, which is uh, classic <laughs> Perth. <laughs> I was going to say, this is why you like the song so much. You just want a bit of little bit of little bit of WA representation going on. Look, we need tourists, man. We're down to nothing. We There's me, Mark McGowan, and one goat. That's all we got left. And that goat was stolen, so yes. we got nothing now. So, we don't know where it is. It could have gone interstate by now. Not with Mark McGowan at the borders. <laughs> yeah. um, no, nothing's going anywhere. Yeah, he, pretty much our premier now just has- he's, he's moved his desk to the airport, and he just throat punches people who come through the gate. And that's, that's pretty much what our <laughs> state policy has become. Yeah, as my as our station manager was saying the other day, every time a boat gets too close to the shore, I just poke it with a stick, just prod it out again. Yeah, no, Mark McGowan swims out there by himself and punches the boat. Ah, yeah, so he's like those old boxing photos where he's like the big man mustache, you know, wearing the overly tight shorts up to his waist in that sort of that side position, you know, you know the you know what I'm talking about, like those old boxing. Photos I know what you're talking about from the 1920s. Yeah. And- 
And that's why he has a 92% approval rate because he punches all the boats. We're all too scared of him now. He's gained too much power. He's too powerful now. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, the, uh, Caminaro, great great track. What did you like about this one? Because this one, as you said, was one of the ones that really stood out for you. What was what in particular Man, did you really like? So many good things. Like it just it had that perfect straight out of the gate energy about it. It was very catfish in the bottom, and like he's he's definitely listening to catfish in the bottom, and it's got that kind of like uh, lovely guitar line of the whole thing. It's got a tambourine, and I, I'm a huge proponent on every song needs a tambourine. Um, you know, even Beethoven Symphony needs a tambourine. Everything is better with tambo. Uh, big synth in the background. Like it, it's, I, it is just a perfectly written little indie song. And I have no idea how this guy's not bigger. Cause this is, this is like knocking it out of the park. Should be doing stadium stuff. How well, is it? It's actually only his second single. So don't, and it's going to be, and please get excited, Michael. He's got his album coming out early next year. So. That's something for you to look forward to. And please, I suppose if he's going to be doing a launch show, um, make sure you go and check him out, you know, support him. If you're in WA and, you know, these artists are playing that are over there, especially these local ones that are coming up, go and give him a, give him a little, um, give him your love. Maybe I give actually him a- will be. I've already sent, the, already sent this track to a few friends of mine who are in bands. I'm like, man, where did this guy come from? And how, <laughs> how have we not come across this guy before? <laughs> Just have his. You should just have his. Uh, we've got to give him some real exposure. Just play his song in the background of your, one of your episodes. Like what? Yeah, you know, people get questions Look, like, "Why?" I, no, I'm. I, I'm going to. I'm going to go find where he lives because obviously he's in Perth, so I can just go sit outside his house with a sign that says, "We love you, Caminaro," and just scream <laughs> at him all day and go have full Beatles mania about it. Go and steal his goats. Exactly. You know, what? here's the thing. It's a really low cost way to get in, get in his mind by just dropping a goat off at his house every day. And it'd be like, here you go. Here's a free curry. Yeah, and you just drop, I drop a whole goat and be like, please, I will trade goat for one extra track from Caminaro. <laughs> one extra. I want to hear it before everyone else. I want the exclusive, guys. I want the premiere. No, I just want, just want the tambourine tracks isolated and sent to me. That's all I need. Mmm, <laughs> yeah, nice. That's exactly what I like. Um, I want to quickly- We'll mention quickly what we're about to go into because it does- Because um, we'll talk about- because there's a bit of a connection, actually, with one of our other shows. It's actually what's coming up right next. So, we're coming up with- the, We're going to go to the heavier side of things. We're going to pump it up a bit for the next two tracks. Going to play a couple of stoinkers. Um, the first song, actually, is by Crystal Ignite with their new single, Heed, A Call for Unity. Now, we managed to actually uh, speak to Crystal Ignite- in the studio for um, for the most recent episode of Heavy Reborn, our, our show that actually focuses on the metal, prog, hard rock genres and actually interviews some of the best artists coming out with in the country. So, I won't talk too much about it because what I would suggest is go and actually um, what listen to the most recent Heavy Reborn episode because you can hear all about it and um, actually listen to the interview. But I really like this track. I mean, d- um, you must have as well, Michael, because, I mean, you I know you like the heavier side of things as well. So, just t- thought tickle- it. It was a- yeah, thought tickle, just tickle, tickle your fancies. Fancy. Nice. Yeah. It's a good song, nice long track. It's got a kind of Evanescence meets Paris meets, you know, a bit bit of North Lane there as well. So, a bunch of really good bands, like Kill Little Track, and that I, they've got this guitar tone that just reeks of a PV6505. And, uh, yeah, it just smashes you in the face. So, I always enjoy it. 
Yeah, so if you really like Crystal Lee, if you really like this Crystal Lee Night song, please go and um, listen to the interview they did. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Heavy Reborn's a great show, of course. Uh, we had last week, as you all know, we get, well, not last week, last episode, I should say, you know, three weeks ago, uh, we, of course, had Mick from Heavy Reborn guest co-host, which was so much fun. He's an absolute blast. Uh, and, of course, Carly and uh, Jay also do an awesome job putting together the show. Those guys at a trio really, really make it something special. So I love them. Um, I should mention as well the Mint Factory, which is now just starting to come back again with uh, GM, Gareth and Loz uh, coming out pretty much every Friday as well, spinning some of the fresh tracks that have been coming out. So a bit of crossover with some of the music we play as well. Uh, they've, I love those guys. They do such an awesome job. Um, Gareth and... Gareth and um, Loz uh, just bounce off each other so well. Uh, but, yeah, no no connection there with that song. It's just that, you know, the heavy re- they're on Heavy Reborn um, and make sure you listen both to Heavy Reborn and The Mint Factory when you get a chance. After Crystal Ignite, though, Michael, we, yep. we, we've kept, kept, kept the volume up to 11 because uh, we're actually playing... Uh, one well, the mo- the most recent single of Cousin Betty. It's a bit of an older one. Uh, they- they've actually got the reason why I'm aware of this is because they've actually got some new music coming out in the new year, and they were- and it's not out till like February. Uh, I was like, oh, what's the use of that? I can't play stuff that hasn't been released yet. So I looked and they said, oh yeah, we they recently and by recently they meant two months ago released this next song, which is called Drone. Uh, now, you mentioned, I haven't watched the music video, but Michael, you said there was a bit of a disconnect with the theme of the music video and the, the sound of the actual song. So, I thought maybe you could elaborate yeah, it's, on it's, that a bit further. So, it, it's quite like the song is really heavy. Like, it really reminds you of kind of uh, another Perth band called Love Junkies, who are really great. They're very kind of like yeah. early Nirvana kind of stuff. Um, like, crazy cool guitars, big heavy sound. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm uh, I'm going to while you're watching this video for- Expecting someone to rip a raven in half and, uh, you know, you know, just, you know, classic metal stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it was a, a guy and a girl in a, in a pretty nice cafe, probably somewhere in Sydney, you know, ex- doing Snapchat filters on each other. Um, which was, yeah, I did not expect that, but it kept me watching. It was interesting. Oh, I mean, if it keeps you watching, can't really complain, can you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, now this was. The, I kept. I kept waiting for the raven to be ripped apart, but no, apparently not. It was a, uh, you know, it was a nice. It was. A, it was. A, it was a nice little, con- you know, uh, difference. You know, I like to see it. It's good. <laughs> now this this song was actually their debut, and uh, they'll be coming up with their sophomore um, songle, song songle, their their siftmore songle, uh, which will be called Tapius, and that's coming out on the 1st of February, so I'm keen to hear more. Uh, and it's out now via Golden Robot Records, but it is, um, I guess, the brainchild, I guess, of- Well, actually, no, it is. it does actually say that on the presser, so I can say that officially. It is the brainchild of uh, Damien Stofka, who has been with- heaps of metal bands over the last decade and a half or so. So, a lot of experience there. And you can definitely tell because the song is just, it's tight. It just does not lack in any sort of functional form. So, yeah, it just absolute standout. Well, that's the first thing that hit me as well, that kind of like real smash hard, early Nirvana, big guitars, 
um, you know, that the straight balls to the wall that you would hear uh, in those kind of tracks. So, yeah, really keen to see what these guys put out later on. Yeah, but it is, yeah, it is. There's a lot of experience behind it, and I'm keen to see what else they've got coming out next year. So, yeah, we'll be playing that real soon. Um, I, I know it's going to be weird saying this because it hasn't happened yet as of recording, but I hope you guys really enjoyed the uh, New Year's Eve countdown. I don't know whether we would have recorded it because as of recording, we haven't done it yet. Um, so, future me is probably looking back at this going, stop confusing your listeners. But I hope if you did tune in, thank you. If you didn't, shame and make sure you tune in next year. Um, and I hope all the artists that we did play um, I want to just say thank you for putting out such awesome music in the previous year. So, uh, yeah, I hope I hope you really I mean, enjoyed that. Since since, I, since we're pre-recording this, you know, we'll pretend like it's all happened and be like, man, how crazy was that alien invasion at, I, at midnight that came by? And and who who knew the Queen, you know, actually was a, a twenty foot robot? You know, no one saw that coming. It was I crazy. She, I thought you know, she was a lizard. New Year's. I thought she was a lizard person. <laughs> what do you mean, oh, robot? I heard that from far too many crazy yeah. people over the years. <laughs> so you think the lizard person is just going a little bit too far? But robot? No, that's fine. That's perfectly within the within the realm of reality. Look, Futura- Look, Simpsons predicted Simpsons. Futurama's right. We're going to have Nixon and the Queen and robot uh, robot bodies. <laughs> no, isn't it like an do animatronic? Three years. Wasn't it like the head of Nixon, like a preserved sort of like anim- yes. reanimated version of his head? But this is the plan. If we reanimate the Queen's head on a robot body, then King, then Charles will still never be king. You know, this is what it's all been about. <laughs> this is probably he's been what Prince since what? This is probably what Prince she's what, been 1974 or something. Yeah, this is probably what she's been like brewing on in the background. This, how can we make sure that dastardly young man never gets in my position? That's probably exactly. See, who knows? He may make an alliance with Portugal and then go and fight the Saxons if we're not careful. You know, this is all kings and queens stuff now. Yeah, but taking that role playing a bit too far. Come on, Charlie. Settle down. Wake exactly. up. Wake up. Get back to reality. <laughs> no, I, I, I look forward to our, our queen overlord who uh, will come back in the in the giant tube uh, with the head. I, for one, uh, welcome our new android overlords. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's yeah. let's not let's not fuck around. Let's play some songs. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm keen to let's play some songs. Next up, we got a uh, Chris Lignite who's going to be playing their song "Heed" for us, a good heavy track, and then we're going to be Cousin Betty taking their guitars nice and loud and smashing us in the face with them. And then we're going to I think we're going to be reviewing some alcohol. And I've gone back through my uh, my liquor cabinet to find out what godforsaken things I've smuggled out of war zones to not only destroy my uh, my liver but also my soul. Yes, sounds like an absolute plan. Let's do it, folks. We'll be back on Bar Talk.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Folks and folks and ladies and dandies and other flandies, uh, that was Cousin Betty with Drone. And before that, Crystal Ignite with Heed, a call for unity. Michael. Yep. I am very excited because you did mention Sweden earlier in the episode. I did indeed. And uh, that's funny, funny little, um, shall we say, uh, omen or what's the word? Uh what was the thing that the foreshadowing? That's the, that's the word I was seeing. A bit of unintentional foreshadowing, because uh, indeed I have a Swedish alcohol for this week's alcohol review. Before, however, you get too carried away, Michael. Let's play the intro. Now it's time for the alcohol review. Taking the piss out of the piss. Uh. All right. How how excited are you for this one? 
Well, I'm looking at my my alcohol choice here, and I think, like many decisions in my life, I have made a terrible one. But we'll get through this. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, I'm not expecting anything above a three out of five. Maybe, you know, two might be pushing it. That's my, that's my so, prediction. So, what I have here is I have a bottle of Tundra Vodka, uh, which comes from the Russian Arctic in the- Waters that uh, in the Arctic waters there, where there are a bunch of nuclear submarines currently leaking. So it could be probably dangerous. Now here's the thing: most vodkas are clear and trustworthy, and this one is brown, which I'm pretty sure because tundra is dirt. So I'm almost certain there's dirt in this. I was going to um, say it isn't glowing green at all, is it? No, it's brown and chewable by the look of the thickness of this vodka, but. <laughs> So I had I had a couple of, I have a couple of shots of this when I was in in Murmansk doing a story, but uh, I bought a bottle to remind myself to you know you know when sometimes you think I, this decision couldn't be any worse, and this way I have a bottle to go yeah no nah, there could always be a worse decision. You could have bought a bottle of Tundra vodka. So it's just to remind you that things could be a lot worse than they actually are. Pretty much. That's, that's- pretty much sometimes. That is very yeah, every fair. Time, every every time I th- every time I think I've sunk low, I drink some tundra vodka and realize there is always a lower floor. <laughs> True, there's always the basement. You can't fall down to the ground. Exactly. I mean, you can fall down to the ground, but there's always the basement. Exactly. 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 So here here we go. I'm going to pour in in my glass here. It is thick. It like did you ever imagine imagine pouring out a Wellington boot? And that's kind of what this looks like. See, vodka isn't supposed to have thickness, is it? It's supposed to be quite- No. It's supposed to be very, very low on the viscosity factor. Yeah, no, you're not meant to be able to chew your vodka as it goes down. But this thing, uh, so, so it looks and smells as though someone has poured yard trimmings into my glass. Um, and let's give it a shot. Let's- uh, are, you re- are, you, are you ready for this? I'm, I'm already saying a prayer for you, Michael. It's Okay. Okay, so I've just finished writing my will. So if I do die, uh, Daniel, you get everything. Here we go. One. <coughs> Jesus. My God. Oh, it was like drinking microwave Vegemite. That was awful. I can, I could just tell, not just by hearing what's going on, that you're not having a good time. Okay, yeah, that is a, a yep, that is a solid radioactive out of 10. Um, <laughs> uh, look, radio- you, I'm, I'm disappointed that my child, my future children, will only be born with ten fingers, which is why I drink tundra. So now my children will have four hands and twelve fingers. Yes. Ah, so that's why they infest the waters with uh with a bit of nuclear waste. It's so that the kids have more f- more extra hand or two, so they're more productive. You know, this is the thing. If you have four hands, you can have four bottles of vodka. That's how the Russian system works. Yes. Yeah. Or, you know, yes. We're able to to do twice the work. No, no, no. That's not how Russians work. It's just the vodka thing. Okay. It's just like, (laughs) all right. right, You're the expert in these these matters, I fear. So, uh, I'll I'll I'm definitely going to get picked on by the Russians for that one. But uh, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, he's still still going. How is how is your uh, yeah how is your Swedish drink you've got there? Oh yes, so you probably know this one. Uh, this one's a because I, I haven't actually I think I've had it once or twice, but not this particular flavour. Um, it's a Koperberg. Um, so, yeah, a Koperberg apple cider. But this one is particular. This particular flavour is the elderflower and lime. 
Now, I've heard good things about Koperberg. I knew a lot of people back, especially in my uni days, that used to drink it. Don't take that uh, as meaning anything. These were upstanding people. It wasn't the drink to absolutely get on the floor wasted kind of drink. This was a, I'm here to have a couple, but not get too spicy sort of drink. So- in all, in in bar talk, in true bar talk fashion, uh, we're going to pop pop the top off, even if the top shouldn't be popped, uh, to get that nice ASMAMR sound. Are you ready, Michael? I'm ready as it can be. Yes. Oh, there it that is. Was, that was very, very, very quiet. I'm slightly disappointed, Sweden. Usually, you're a bit more flamboyant, but you, you're straight to the point with your with your caps. No, no, no fizz. And hardly any sound. I'm afraid that's going to probably put the rating down a bit. But never fear, Michael. I'm. Uh, shall it be? Shall I be one back on the taste? At the end of the day, it's what it's the taste that counts. Is that right? Well, yes. If I could taste anything anymore, but yes. Smells like I'm. I'm smells like my garden after I've pissed in the bushes too much. Actually, that's what it smells like. You have wow! You were obviously eating a lot of fruit. If you're if you're if your urine is smelling like a copperberg, there. I was going to say, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit. <laughs> it's probably the eld- probably the elderflower. It's never been my go-to sort of flavor of the week. Ah, that'll do. Look, I, I will happily send. I will pour the rest of this tundra into a into an envelope and send it to you, uh, and then you can drink the microwaved radioactive Vegemite if you want. Sounds like a plan. But before I decide to uh, commit suicide, I'm going to actually taste a bit of the Koperberg. So, uh, wish me luck, fellas. Good luck. Oh, that's. Hmm. That's interesting. It doesn't quite have the same pungicity. Is that the correct term? Pungicity? Like something's very pungent. The pungicity. Pungent. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Talking about pronouncing things incorrectly and getting getting hate (laughs) mail from Kyrgyzstan. Um, Yes, um, the pungicity factor is uh, quite a bit more prominent than the actual taste. The taste is actually quite reserved, I must say. Sweet, like I was first taste is quite sweet, but mellows out towards the aftertaste. And yes, there is a little bit of a lime essence there, but not overpowering. So not sort of sour your mouth across overpowering. And the elderflower is there, but it's not offensive. There's still a good apple cider based taste uh, to, you know, to round out the entire drink. Overall, Michael- I get, this is an incredibly wanky interview, I know, but um, but I, I feel like I need to curry up to the uh, Swedes. We haven't had that many listeners from the old Sweden yet, so I'm trying to, you know, include more, make us more of a global show, so to speak. I just feel, I just, I just feel like you, you sound like Danos direct, and I sound like an idiot <laughs> drinking things out of the sink. You know, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> what, whatever the free to air. 2am version of Danos Direct is. Like, I'm the uh, morning show Danos Direct. You're the 2am, I'm trying to buy a tool set, folks. You know. <laughs> Look, I got some stuff left in me. You. you want it? 20 bucks. <laughs> Come and get it. It's like the late night jeweler show. Oh, yes, this is perfect sapphire. Definitely perfect sapphire. Only 20 bucks. Look, I got three lawn chairs and some bricks. You want it? You got to come and get it. I got I lost my license in a DUI. Go on. I'll be out at the Gimpy Pub. <laughs> this this week's program brought to you by the RSL Gimpy Pub and the Russian military navy. God help us all, and, and not forgetting Tundra Tundra uh, Tundra vodka Tundra vodka. 
Oh, look, but if you Google it, you get the nice, nice Western label where they ex- oh, yes. export version of it, where oh. it's nice and crisp and looks lovely. But this is not what I have. I have a very awful version of it sitting here, which looks like it was hand drawn. <laughs> it was hand drawn by a man who's had twenty years of tundra brain damage. I was going to say, you have, yeah, you know, just like yours is the one that the one obviously they serve to the locals. Yes, my was the one. fresh dirt in here. <laughs> No, ex- no imported dirt. We use real Murmansk dirt. <laughs> true soil from true Russia. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, bring- when we have more dirt, we will uh, we'll make some more. And the best place to get more dirt is uh, Ukraine. We take more of Ukraine. <laughs> Just when you need that extra bit of extra bit of uh, radioactivity. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I tell you what, Michael. I'm relatively impressed. Um, it's a, one of the better reviews I think we've done in a while. That one I definitely give a good, a solid four out of five, um, four out of five tundra wastelands. Then I give mine a solid uh, <laughs> God no out of five. Um, <laughs> please consult with, a med- medical professional with- and it, if they keep away from open flames, pregnant women, or anyone with any taste buds left, uh, if you if you have friends. Please avoid at all costs. Anywhere not soiled by the uh, by the pure taste of uh, uranium. Look, if your hands have been melted off by nuclear waste, this is the drink for you. That's the way I put it. <laughs> Sounds very enticing. Sounds very enticing. Send me a bottle when you can. I don't think I'm allowed to. I think it's. Ca- I think technically the UN Chemical Weapons Charter would probably disallow that. <laughs> Surprised you managed to get it back in for customs and past customs. Yeah. I- <laughs> I just swallowed the whole bottle and that was even worse. <laughs> well, uh, folks, as always, if I hope you enjoyed that that alcohol review for this week. If you do have anything that you want me to review, don't ask me to buy it because I'm not. <laughs> send me a bottle. And if of- you have anything, any- yeah, send me a bottle of whatever you can as <laughs> long as it's better than Tundra. That's all I can ask. <laughs> the bar is low, people. <laughs> He's not asking for much, folks. Just saying. All right. Are you keen for some more music, Michael? I'm always keen for more music. Let's kick it off. Let's let's do it again. I, I pulled a, I pulled a stinky and didn't. Oh no, I did get up the I did, I did get up the PRs this time. Uh, there you go. Now, the first song we're going to play. Oh, got a bit of regurgitation from the Copenberg. There just had a bit of a just a nice little burp. However, now that my throat is perfectly clear, uh, the first song we're going to play is called "Last Nerve" by Aspie Jones. Again, another track that that we hadn't quite. Um, focused on that came out in November, but I'm certainly happy that we have now because uh, you really like this one as well, Michael. This is one of your your picks. Um, Aspie, well, he's, he's, yeah. he's from Gimpy. He's from Gimpy. He's from Gimpy. Oh, the so- man has played the, the man has played the Gimpy RSL. Well, there we go. Everything's connected. The universe, yada yada yada. The chakras. This is our this is our MCU. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have the uh, the RSL universe. <laughs> I feel like this man's the M- MVP of the Gimpy the Gimpy RSL. He's played there. You've had a drink there. I'm gonna take a road trip up there. We should all meet at the Gimpy. I tell you what, Michael, you're gonna ha- you've talked up the Gimpy Gimpy RSL. I'm gonna have to meet you there. That's where I'm gonna meet. I don't care whether you're thousands of kilometres away. I don't care whether I'm thousands of kilometres away. Nay, rain, nay, hail, nay, pandemic, nor shine. We've got to meet there. Look, between you and between you, where you are in Perth, I think the midway point is definitely gimpy. And my geography is not that great. (laughs) (laughs) For a man that runs a uh, a podcast that's usually linked to to geography, I'm, I'm very disappointed in you, Michael. Very disappointed. 
It's weird. I, I, I know you're on the phone, but somehow my parents just got on the line there for a second. They, I just heard the disappointment. Nothing. Yeah, you're back. Sorry. <laughs> they just they tuned in. <laughs> they, they could automatically tune in whenever like, someone's talking about you and says disappointment. Exactly. You know, that, I can hear. The, I can already hear their voice. Yeah. So let's let's bring this track up. Aspie Jones with Last Nerve, and this man is a is a, a bit of a handsome guy. So let's bring him up. Yes, got a very nice, very nice, uh, very nicely manicured beard. Um, I want to know where he gets it manicured. I wonder if the Gimpy RSL does manicures and uh, beard trimmings. They give you one blunt better butter knife. That's about all they give you. Sounds about right. Yes. No, this was a, just a good sort of folk rock indie track. I, I It was just, um, there was also, oh, I'm trying to think what instrument was in there that I really, oh, it was a trumpet. That's right. Yeah, there's good, there's good, good horns in there. There's yes. a, bit of a catchy chorus. It's kind of like it reminds me a little bit of that band Fun back in the day, but like that cross with Matt Colby, cross with bit of like a lot of Mumford and Sons in there as well. So a bunch of good things I like in a, in a in a, you know it would it does the Gimpy RSL proud. Mm. Yeah, and you you actually looked up because I can't see where he's from, but he actually is from Gimpy, isn't he? He's actually from Gimpy, which is uh, <laughs> gives him. Automatic aria of the year. I mean, he's he's my song of the year. I take back, I take back all everything I said about Caminaro. It's all about Gimpy Boy right now. <laughs> but no, he's played a few of the, uh, he's played a few of the Gimpy Music Musters, which is pretty cool, as well as a bunch of other um, regional Queensland festivals. So really, really doing a lot of work for a guy that is only nineteen. So really liking what you're doing, Aspie. Keep up the good work. Um, yeah, going. Go and check him out. And as the same with all the other artists, please go and check them out if you like what they're doing. Uh, after that, though, this one was an absolute standout for vocals as well. The, the last song we're going to play, uh, the round out song, absolutely beautiful vocals on this one. It's Stranger by, and apologies if I mispronounce your name, Becca Amani. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, I think so. That's close enough. I, I think we butchered every that'll we do. butchered every other name tonight. Well, let's just keep the tradition going. <laughs> this is my good friend Bikara Anamani, and uh, she's going to be doing this. Amani. No, it's pronounced Amani. <laughs> it's with Leviosa, it's, not Leviosa. Amani, not Amoni. There we go. Well, yes. Becca Armani's done uh, it's just such banging vocals on this one. Really loud, a lot of power, a lot of push, like it, absolute powerhouse uh, vocals. And managed by a friend of mine. She's managed by a friend of mine, Astro, who- uh, Nice. Up in Brizzy. So, uh, yeah, always good to see Astro's work. Yeah, coming out- She's from the Gold Coast, so, you know, not quite gimpy levels of legendary status, but, you know, we'll take what we can. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, finishing out a couple of great Queensland artists too, but- yeah, this is almost an a cappella track. Like the vocals were yeah. really I mean there's a bit of there's there's the lovely guitar work as well, but just the vocals oh mm, took me to took me to took me to the Gimpiara sell them back if you know what I mean. <laughs> mate, with the vocals that big you might as well go straight to Mackay, mate. You know, that's a big stage. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's just yeah, uh, lots of love to you, um, Becca. Great stuff. Yeah, I hope um, I hope you've enjoyed us uh, no, that was mucking around and uh, you know tearing up your airwaves for another week. 
What say? Look, my my job here is done. I've been here. I've mispronounced a bunch of names. I drank some terrible Russian nuclear nuclear sludge. It's about usual for coming on your program. I always seem to drink something terrible, and I mispronounce a bunch of different things. Uh, and that's a. Uh, I feel like I'm, my job here is well done. Yes, yes. I'm always giving you a good excuse to. Well, I'm not. I'm not ever encouraging you to drink your bad vodka, but you just. You know, you seem a little bit too excited just to open up these. These very questionable bottles of stuff that probably shouldn't be. No, I hate myself. So, you know, it works out. <laughs> Just a little bit of self-flagellation is, is nice and healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm also full of tundra. So, you know, <laughs> I can feel it melting through the walls of my stomach and insides. <laughs> there may not be much of you left after tonight. Just saying. <laughs> oh, if there's any, yeah. If, if, if the tundra doesn't kill you, um, what- can we? Well, what, where can we find your stuff? Because uh, what's been happening? Well, I was going to say, where can we find your podcast, the Red Line Podcast? So, if you want to hear me be much more serious and talk with experts like the CIA, the White House, you know, Harvard, Oxford, Cambridge, MI six, uh, you know, very very smart professors talking about uh, big geopolitical issues. There would be one big issue each fortnight, whether that be. You know, the, we just dropped a, a deep dive on the geopolitics of Tajikistan, and then we've done stuff uh, recently on Colombia and the drug trade. Uh, you can find us on the Red Line with the Red Line podcast, uh, and that's on, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, all the usual ones. Uh, and we've just crossed, you know, we just actually about four days ago, we crossed over the million streams mark. So it's a pretty crazy time for the show. But yeah, if you want to hear me try to act smart, talking to very smart people, then uh, yeah, that'd be the place to go. I was going to say congrats too. I remember when you came on last time, you just reached seven hundred thousand. So yeah, good job. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy. It's uh, crazy to think people are listening to me uh, try and act smart and uh, talk geopolitics and uh, look up all the names so I don't mispronounce nearly as much on that joke. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No. Make sure you go and check it out if that is something you like. Uh, of course, make sure you do check out AMR as well while you're at it. If you haven't already, uh, if you have, thank you. If you haven't, shame and. Uh, Please make it up and please make this your New Year's resolution to like all of our socials, whatever you're on, for AMR Australia, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and uh, make sure you go and check out our website, australianmusiciansradio.com. Of course, for Bar Talk, please also check us out on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, um, yeah, make sure you follow us for all of the news about upcoming episodes and other uh, exciting and unexciting stuff that I may prattle on about. Of course, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, blah, 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 this, whatever other platform there is these days. And, uh, of course, australianmusiciansradio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks again for having me. Oh, Michael, absolute pleasure. One of these days I will catch you at the Gimpy, Gimpy Hotel uh, and we'll run amok. We'll, we'll, we'll share a bottle of tundra together and watch and uh, watch I, and we'll burn down the we'll burn down the gimpy RSL I'm sure <laughs> yeah the, that t- look the, if the tundra vodka would just drop it on the floor and watch the whole thing whole uh, <laughs> gimpy RSL just cave in on itself um let's 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 take it let's take out on these tracks do you want to take us out on these ones Michael we're going to be listening to Aspie Jones last nerve and Becca Amani stranger. This has been Bar Talk. I'm Michael from Redline, and we're, uh, yeah, thanks for listening this week. Big love, guys. See you next week. Get shot in the foot from my own damn gun. But I wasn't the one who was pulling the trigger. 
If you see these eyes They've witnessed a million tries And from the falls of grace From all who have judged them But I lost my nerve when I What a way to hold What a way to hold I've always ruled disadvantage A fraction thought I could manage When it was all laid out I was everything but stable Wait too long and it'll go With the words from the back of my throat But I had no problem With the speed I was at But I lost my nerve when I lost my mind Retracing my steps gets me every time That same way G'day, it's Gareth McDowell here from AMR Content, and you are listening to Bar Talk on the one and only AMR. It feels like there's a thousand rocks tied to my feet. The air I breathe in is as thick as bricks. I try to run, but the tide pulls me back in The memories are bitter sweet, or they make my fingers bleed 
and my heart is numb. I thought that I could save you. You thought that you could fix me. We thought that we'd be soaring high. We'll touch the clouds and dance on the moonlit skies and heavenly lights. I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad to think you're somewhere in this world, carrying a bag full of my securities, my guilt and shame. To think I told my best friend, now you're a stranger carrying my secrets. Oh, it feels like you're in a castle. Try to warn me. I'll try to hide, but I'm tied to what could have been. The memories are bittersweet. They turn into daffodils and the dry out. I thought that I could save you. You thought that you could fix me. The air I breathe in is as thick as bricks. Australian Musicians Radio dot com. <laughs> 